sometimes the mom-son dynamic can be kind of like weird. I just feel like I've seen a lot of instances where moms are so protective of their son and don't think anyone is like good enough for them. Honestly, that's a problem with your boyfriend. Like as much as the mom is an issue, this is a relationship between you two. He needs to stand up for you. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast and we are your hosts. I'm Rayanne. And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Everyone, welcome back to another episode. Hey, Ray. Hello. How's it going over there? You're back in Los Angeles for, well, a short time. For two seconds, literally two seconds. I was like, why have a chill, normal life when life can be hectic and chaotic? So I decided to book a flight for my grandfather's birthday to the city. Um, So I will be home for two days and then flying back out. Perfect. Um, I actually have a bone to pick with you. Why? Because you know how we always joke that like when some when I'm around you and like something chaotic happens, I'm like, oh, Christina, like I blame it on you. Yeah, even if it's not my fault. Fashion uh-huh. week last week, I've lost my credit cards, can't find my credit cards. That's not my fault. Lost my keys, can't find my keys. That's not my fault. And I have not had an ID for like six months. So right now- That's absolutely <laughs> not my fault. And yesterday I was like looking for my keys and I'm just like, oh, Christina, I was like, no. I was like, I was so annoyed. I'm like, I'm literally so annoyed. Like, Christina rubbed off on me last week, and I and I just don't lose things, and then I lost them, and I'm like, oh God, it has to be Christina. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know what? If you if I have to be your scapegoat to make you feel better about yourself, that is fine. But my hands are clean, okay. And for the I first know. time, I got I know where my keys are. One set of them, at least. Steve, keep asking where the other one is. I'm like, they're in a, they're in a purse. That's why you have um, two sets. I have my wallet. I have my D's. I'm feeling good. I'm okay. feeling good. Okay. Well, that makes one of us. So I have to go to the DMV next week. Like I have to go because I cannot keep living without a driver's license. And now I don't have any credit cards. It's just honestly, I'm honestly kind of a mess right now. Like, yeah, I'm actually uh, kind of confused. Okay. Well, your ID has been missing for a while. I know. I know. Any, it's just honestly, the chaotic energy just jumped from you to me. I'm convinced that your credit card and keys are in the same bag. That you use during Everywhere. Fashion Week. I'm worried I like threw them away, which I have thrown my keys away, but I caught it in time before I put it down the trash chute. So honestly, mm. maybe I am chaotic without you. I think you are. You want to know what's funny? There was, um, we have a group chat for our building that is like always unhinged and ridiculous. I'm like, these people are crazy. It's like so funny. That actually be, would be a really good concept for a TV show. Like an unhinged group chat. Anyways, from the building, um, someone in the group chat was like, hey, can everyone um, please hold off putting any garbage down the chutes? I have to dig through the garbage for something I lost. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, That's going to be me. And this is, it's so funny. So this is going to be you. Um, um, but I was like, I didn't have that number saved. And I so badly wanted to know who was digging through the garbage in our apartment. You should have just gone down and looked. But like, you good? <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my gosh. I was going to say, you need to tell people about last week. Okay. I have two stories to tell you guys. One 
in the midst of New York Fashion Week, this is something that I almost shared on last week's episode, but then I was scared to because I was like, wait, what if it is still true? You know? Right. I had the craziest pregnancy scare of my entire life. I am talking, I took five pregnancy tests and I have like four more waiting for me because I was like just going, I was just ordering them like crazy. Um, My period has been consistent my entire life, except when I was pregnant. But like Mm. both times when I got pregnant, we were trying. We have not, we are not trying for a baby right now. And I also like will say as, as much as my period is super consistent, I also like don't track it. I just know, you know, when you just know it's coming and it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm in sync. Yeah. But this time I knew exactly the last time I got it because I was on that friend date with that girl where I got my period at Erwan in white linen pants and had to like walk home with her t-shirt that she had to take off her back. So like I knew the exact date, time, location, all the details of where I was when I got my last period. So now it was like, it's been five weeks since I got my period. And I was like, this is not normal. This is not my body. Like, what the heck is going on? So before I left for New York, I took two pregnancy tests. They are both negative. One, I didn't tell Steve about any of this. And I just like took a pregnancy test and left on top of the toilet. And then I got distracted by Nicholas. And he went into the bathroom. He's like, did you take a pregnancy test? And like, got (laughs) so scared. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot about it. I was like, it's negative, right? And he was like, yeah, imagine if it wasn't. Like, you can't just leave that up there, Christina. He like almost had a heart attack. Oh my God. And then I took another one because I still like didn't get my period. And I was like really nervous. So then we got to New York. It's been a couple of days. I still got, didn't get my period. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I was like, should I just get another one raised? Like just get another pregnancy test. Because yeah. we were going out that night just so like you feel good. And you know, like if you're drinking or anything, you don't have to like worry about anything. I was like, okay, take this pregnancy test. No. I am not kidding you. I was getting my hair done. I go into the bathroom and I was like. <gasps> it looked like a faint line. I was like, is this a faint line? Oh, because the other ones did not show a line whatsoever. They were like bright red, negative, negative, negative. This one had a faint line. I run into like Ray's bathroom. I'm like, Ran, do you see anything here? Do you see anything here? She's like, that's a faint line. I go to her makeup artist. I was like, Alyssa, do you see anything here? She's like, I think that's a faint line. I was like starting this way and freak out. They're like, take another one. I take another one. It looks like there's another faint line, right? Yeah, it did. We were bugging out. These were like the cheap CVS brand. So then I had our assistant go get like a more expensive one. I was like, you go buy like the expensive good ones. (laughs) And she did. And anyways, they came back negative. I ended up taking two. And I got my period the next day. And I got my period like as soon as we wrapped all Fashion Week things. And I was like, wait a minute. Maybe I've just been really stressed about Fashion Week. And that's why I hadn't gotten my period. But I will say it was the craziest scare ever. And I ran through all the emotions because at first I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, like this cannot be happening. Like we can't have a baby right now. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having a baby. And I weirdly got so excited that when the other test came back negative, I got like really sad and was crying. (laughs) It was like an emotional, it was emotional for sure. And then remember, like, we went out that night and at first I was like, I need to shake this off. I was like, I'm like, have really bad anxious energy because I think I I just went through so many waves of emotions. Like, I was not okay. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I was just like a little bit excited that like I would have been the first one to know if you were. Like, I was like, (laughs) oh my God, like for the for the plot, for the story, that would have been pretty, pretty juicy. Mm -hmm. Um. And I've, I've just never been with someone who's taken a pregnancy test and it was positive. So selfishly, I was kind of like, oh, this would be a good story. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a roller coaster of of emotions. Um, and Whew. yeah, not pregnant. So not pregnant. 
we we will see, you know. But maybe now I want another baby after that scare, honestly. That's what it taught me. That I was like, oh, if I had another one, I wouldn't be, like, so stressed about it. Yeah. St- Steve would, um, for sure. Just poor but, Steve having a heart attack, finding the, the pregnancy <laughs> test in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Wait, speaking of this, since we're on the kind of the story of kids, I have to tell you about how I got mom shamed, too. Oh, what happened? So um, I brought Nicholas to school the other day when I got back, and um, this mom introduced herself. She was like, hi, I don't think we've met. And I was like, oh, hi, um, I'm Nicholas's mom. She's like, oh, she's like, I met your husband before he comes to all the events. And I am not kidding you. The way she said it, I was like, this woman is trying to be like, your husband comes to things and like you as the mom doesn't. And it felt like a dagger. It felt like such a low blow dig. Oh, it rubbed me the wrong way so badly. And meanwhile, it's been two things, two events, two birthday parties that I missed. One, because I was watching Christian and Steve wants to take Nichols instead. Yeah. Not that I need to like... Justify yourself. Justify myself. And the other one, because I was in New York and he took him to another birthday party. Like, what the heck? It's so messed up how no one would ever question like why mom was bringing a kid to a birthday party like versus the dad. Yeah. But if the dad shows up and the mom doesn't, it's like, oh my gosh, she's such an amazing dad. And then like, she's an absent mom. It's, anyways, maybe I'm thinking too deep on it, but it definitely felt like an attack. What'd you say? Were you just like, oh, oh yeah, I, I don't like think brush I over it? I, no, I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I was just like that. And then she complimented my you outfit. You should just been like, like oh, yeah, I have a really amazing husband. Like, oh, I know like, I should have said something. Yeah. I honestly don't know. I think I blacked out because I cannot remember exactly what I said after that. Weird. I think I just smiled, honestly. Like, yeah. after that, like, the conversation was over in my head anyways. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm kind of panicking because I think, like, something is wrong with my brain. Why? I am honestly concerned that there's something wrong with me because there have been two instances recently where people I know very well have come up to me and I do not recognize them. I on It takes me like 30 seconds to click in my brain who they are. The first one, we were at an event and she's a fellow content creator who I've known for years. And to be fair, I was wearing four inch heels and she was in flats and she's already like five foot. So she was like five feet tall and I was like six foot four. So she was far away is right. what I'm telling myself. But she comes up to me and she's talking to me and I'm. she's like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. And you know when you someone says this and you're just running through your brain, you're like, who is this? How? Where am I? How do I know you? Like, why are you here? Like, oh my God, I was like panicking. And she could tell, like, obviously I didn't hide it well. And she was like, oh my God, it's me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I didn't recognize you. So I've been spiraling about that for about four days. Then Wait, I'm dying that you're still thinking about it because you were spiraling when I was there. No, I felt so bad, but then it was reignited because this happened again. So last night, I was walking to beach volleyball, which, by the way, I was really good. And I, No, you're an athlete. I literally, like, I could tell that the team was like, holy shit, like, this tall Amazonian woman just came and, like, saved the team. I had, like, oh, six ace serves in a row. Guys, wow. I haven't served a volleyball since I was, like, 16 years old. Anyway, that's a story for another day. But I'm walking to volleyball. And so two of my friends told me about the volleyball team, Chumi and Adriana. And I was like walking to the courts and someone taps me on the shoulder. And I, I have my headphones on, but I turn around and I'm looking at this girl and I'm like, can I help you? Why are you tapping me on the shoulder as I'm like walking? I'm like this strange woman. It's my friend, Audrey. I'm like, what? And to be fair, I haven't seen her in a few months and she's dyed her hair blonde and she doesn't post on Instagram. So I didn't know she dyed her hair blonde. But okay. I was just like, 
oh my God, how did I not click? Like, I am genuinely concerned about myself. Like, I feel like I have just so much in my brain that I've started to like discard important material and I'm kind of freaking out about it. So I need to start downloading one of those apps that have like the brain games that like you practice and make sure your brain is like functioning correctly. That's not okay. Two people in one week. That's alarming. Dude, I've had the exact same thing. Two people as well. This week? Remember that? Yeah. Well, during fashion week at two events back to back. One event, remember where I was like, oh my gosh, why can I not place this person? Why? And I just like faked it really, really well. And then mid-conversation, it hit me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And the other person I asked you afterwards, I was like, wait, who's that person? How do I know that her? Like, where do I know her from? Oh yeah. And then you knew. So like the same exact thing. Okay. But to be fair, you only met the second girl tw- one time. Yes, that is true. Very yeah. briefly. Very anyway. briefly. But still, I know am I just getting older or am I not paying close enough attention or maybe we just need brain exercises? I don't know, but I'm, I'm a little bit concerned for us, but eh, what can you do? What can you do? I'm also concerned that the same exact thing happened to me, but you're way more concerned about it than I'm concerned about it. Do I need to be more concerned about it? Mm, no, just enjoy being a little bit more chill than I am. You don't want to be, <laughs> you don't want to be like me. Um, but I am dying to know about this like panel you went to that you won't stop raving about. I need to know what you learned. I went to the most incredible panel discussion with Mind Body Green and Ollie Wellness. Now, I've gone to quite a few panels in my days, and this one was like a little bit more sporadic. I didn't, I went to it not knowing what to expect whatsoever. I didn't know any of the speakers, and it was single handedly the best speakers I've ever listened to. Like, And it was a quick panel, like maybe 30 minutes. I learned so much from it. I freaking loved it more than anything. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys some takeaways. It's called Revitalize Sessions with Mind Body Green. So look it up. Today's episode is sponsored by Nutrafol. I feel like I'm a broken record because I am always on some sort of health journey, okay? Do I want thicker hair? Yes. How about less shedding? Yes. Um, There are multiple factors that can cause your hair to thin. So Nutrafol uses drug-free ingredients to target the root causes of thinning hair through a whole body approach to hair health. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement that is clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. Um, sign me up. Like we all want to have thick, luscious, shiny hair. Am I right? So go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz to identify causes of your thinning hair. And Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. It asks you about your lifestyle, your hormones, your stress levels, where you live, um, but it only takes three minutes. So Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of thinning, which can be stress, hormones, your environment, nutrition, your lifestyle, metabolism, through whole body health. It is also now available in a vegan formula. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. That's incredible. So go take the quiz, and that is your first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. 
for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping. We love free shipping. Just go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code TCC. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TCC. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TCC. Let me break down a couple things that were said because it was really, really fantastic. One of them was Haneke, who is the founder of Ali Wellness, who is just like such a breath of fresh air as such a incredible businesswoman. Like to hear her perspective on how to be a great leader was so refreshing. But one thing that I really liked that she said was just like all about everything that like about her was like this positive mindset and perspective. And she's like, the way I really look at my days is I ask myself three questions every single day. Did I laugh? Did I learn? Did I help someone? And if I did all of those three things, then I had a successful day. And she was like, I really like those questions because you could take them to anyone. Like if for me, I have kids. I asked my kids, oh, how was school? Good. That's right. like the normal answer. But did something make you laugh at school today? And then there's a story that goes behind it. Did you learn something today? Did you help anyone? And then the kid might be like, no, I didn't help anyone, but someone helped me, blah, blah, blah. And it yeah. just allows for so much more connection and communication. And I know it's like three silly, simple questions, but I just think it's like such a great way to look at your day and look at your career and have conversations with your family and friends as well. I love that. I thought it was so good. Another, um, Dr. Lyon talked a lot about like shifting your mindset and said that one of the things that a lot of people focus on are setting goals. She's like, I know this might sound controversial, but don't set goals, set standards for yourself. And I really like that as well, because if you set a standard for yourself, if you set expectations for yourself, that creates an environment for you to show up and work, like based on the belief and trust that you have in yourself. And those standards will carry you through through anything and everything that you want to do. So instead of being like, oh, my goal is like to run a mile. I'm setting a standard that every single morning I'm going to wake up and start running. So like maybe the goal is a mile, but now you, you set the standard for yourself that every single day you're going to get up and go running. Mm. And that mile becomes two miles, three miles, four miles, because you've created that routine for yourself. Another thing that she said is don't know your strengths, know where you fall short. Knowing your weaknesses helps you leverage and plan for them. And I couldn't agree more because I think a lot of us like know our strengths and like really play into that. But until you really become super self-aware of your weaknesses, you can't really like be as successful because you have to plan for like the areas that you fall short. I know where I fall short and I know how to like, I need to start planning for those areas. And then another thing that was said was know your self-worthiness temperature. Because if a If a person doesn't feel worthy, it will never happen. And I, again, like think that's like so super important because in the day, it's like all about the beliefs and values and the worthiness that you hold within yourself. And it's like, if you want this dream job, but you don't truly believe that you're worthy of it or that you can get it, you're you're never going to get there. You have to so shamelessly like believe in yourself so truly and deeply. um, And until you start believing yourself and like have that worthiness, things won't start happening. So uh, I don't know. I just love those little takeaways. Oh my gosh, that sounds incredible. I especially loved like how looking at your day because 
I feel like so many times we're just like have this long to-do list. And if we don't get everything done, we're like, Ugh. but instead looking at it from that perspective, I think is such a positive shift. I love that. Totally. So yeah, it was a really great panel. I'm excited. What have you been obsessed with, Ray? Okay. So I have not been on a date since like June because mm-hmm. well, I was dating someone and then we ended things and then I just haven't been on a date. I like I've been traveling and I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm going like, to re-download the dating apps. Oh my God. I don't know what has happened. I don't know. I thought I was in a good mindset, but I'm like looking through these people and I'm like, no, 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 no. And don't worry, I'm actually reading their profile. I am like, whoa, I don't like anybody. And I think like I've kind of struggled with the dating apps, like the people I've met in person in New York, like I'm like, oh, what I've said that yes, I'm on an app. Like, I don't really know. Um, And so my friends and I have been talking about like my single girlfriends and I have been talking about like meeting people in person and really just having that like open energy because I don't know everyone I've been talking to like the apps I guess people have been saying like they feel like stale or I don't know what's going on I haven't been on them in a while and I came back and I was like whoa what's going on here but anyway I don't know if you've seen this episode of Sex in the City where Miranda is talking about the cab light theory but basically Mm -hmm. it's like when your cab light is on that means like especially for like a man, if the cab light is on, like he's ready to settle down, he's ready for a relationship. And like the next person or woman he picks up is like who he settles down with because his cab light is on. They could be driving around forever with their cab light off and they're not ready. And Mm -hmm. I think like with women too, like you have to be ready. And so we've been like brainstorming ways of like how we can have our cab light on. So like walking around the city without your headphones on. So you're like, open to approaching, going, sitting somewhere, having a drink by yourself or like with one girlfriend instead of like a group of people makes you more approachable, all this stuff. And then I'm just like, do men think about this stuff like in depth, like to this much that we do? I don't think so. Um, No. I don't think a man is thinking like, you know, I need to go have lunch by myself. Right. (laughs) In order to meet a woman. I don't think so. If I'm being totally honest, No. no. I don't think a man is like walking around the city being like, oh, I should not have my headphones on to make sure I look like available or approachable or whatever. But I do think a man is thinking like, oh, like, oh, that girl's really pretty. Oh, but she's there with like five other girls. I'm not going to even bother. I agree. Whereas if you were there by yourself or with one other person, like I do feel like that is way less threatening and more approachable. Mm-hmm. So basically this fall, I'm just trying to put myself in situations where I'm like meeting people more in person and just having a very open energy in person because the apps are giving me the ick. I don't know if I can do it. Russell, I'm super disappointed because I really thought you were going to say I got on the apps and I don't know what's going on, but everyone is obsessed with me. No, that would require me to swipe on someone. I don't know what's going on. I literally was like, Maybe you just need to like swipe on someone that you would normally would never swipe on and just see what happens. I don't know, I guess. You know what I mean? What, you think I should just go on a date with someone I would never normally go on a date with? Yeah, why not? Like so opposite. Just at least do it for the... Okay, so he would be like a five, five. You could just swipe on someone who you're like, uh, no, and just see what happens, just to have a conversation. Because I also, do you kind of believe in that energy like... Okay, like, you know, when you're, like, not available, when you're talking to someone, all of a sudden, like, everyone wants to talk to you. Yeah. But, like, when you're super available, it's, like, crickets. Yeah. Maybe you just, like, need to get your mojo back in the way like that. And, like, 
being able to have a conversation with someone who you're like, eh, I don't really even care about just might bring that like spark back. Maybe. We'll see. I'm going to go. I'm going to start going once a week and sit by myself. I have a drink and see what transpires. Wait a minute. What's going on with volleyball? I feel like there's no good looking guys on the volleyball court. I don't want to be mean to my new teams. (laughs) So no. They're really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, None of them. We're we're not attracted to any of them. It's fine. No, but that's okay. Let's get into today's Ask Away episode. Now that we've... I've talked enough about my dating life. Ask Away. Do you want to read the first question, Christina? Hey, Ryan and Christina. I don't know if either of you have experienced this, but I need advice on how to navigate setting boundaries with my boyfriend's with my boyfriend of four years family, in particular, his mother. I noticed after six months of dating, these passive aggressive digs would be made towards me. And it seemed like a hierarchy was always being placed over my head by her. At the time, my boyfriend was living on his own and I was living at home with my parents. We would go to his family families for dinner or to visit. And his mom over time began to not even look at me or acknowledge me when I came through the door. I would walk to wherever she was, and she kept walking with her back turned against me or her head kept down pretending to read something. She only acknowledges me after I say hello first. It started to make me feel super uncomfortable, so over time, I started to distance myself. I was always pleasant, but let's just say that less than enthused when my boyfriend would ask me to go over with him. Fast forward to this past April when my boyfriend finally asked me to move in with him. His mother lost it. She told me I'm nothing more than shacking up with her son in Plank House, pointing her finger in my face. And what hurt the most was my boyfriend watched this happen and didn't. Since then, I've tried to see past it all and out of my boyfriend's wishes, start on a new slate. But I feel anxious and uncomfortable whenever I have to see his mom and family. It feels like I can't be myself. Overall, I love my boyfriend and he's great in a lot of ways, but I wake up feeling like a villain every morning and I just don't know what to do. I can't help but to feel like if I left my boyfriend, he would have the opportunity to meet someone who his mom actually likes. It feels as if I'm holding him back from that life. My family and friends have reminded me that they love me and I shouldn't be made to feel less than. Honestly, if I didn't love my boyfriend so much, I would have left a long time ago. We're now reaching the stage of having conversations about marriage and kids one day, but this whole thing looms over my head. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. I don't think any woman this man dates his mom would approve of, to be honest. She sounds just like mm. bitter and negative. And I do feel like sometimes moms, like the mom-son dynamic can be kind of like weird. I just feel like I've seen a lot of instances where moms are so protective of their son and don't think anyone is like good enough for them. And this kind of seems like that. Like how immature for a grown-ass woman to like ignore you and m- make you feel like that. Ew. So immature. But honestly, like, that's a problem with your boyfriend. Like, as much as the mom is an issue, like, your boyfriend, like, this is a relationship between you two. And he needs to be able to say to his mom, like, this is the person I'm in love with. We live together. Eventually, I want to get married and have kids. Like, I need you to respect my girlfriend. Otherwise, like, I won't be able to come over as much either. Like, I feel like he needs to stand up for you. Yeah, I want to ask her what happened like after his boyfriend saw all that when his mom was like saying she's shacking up with her, yada, yada, yada. Or she's shacking up with him, I should say, is what the mom said. Like, I wonder what the boyfriend's response was because you're so right. That's on him to be like setting a boundary with his mom. Mm-hmm. And yeah, before you get married, I feel like you need to have a serious conversation about like what that relationship would look like with the mother-in-law. Yeah, because it's only going to get harder and harder when you have kids and have a family. Mm -hmm. Because, like, then the mom is going to be, like, 
it's just going to be, it's going to get messier. I promise you, like kids aren't going to make it easier. She isn't going to all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, this is like the mother of my grandchildren. And all of a sudden like be obsessed with you. It's not going to happen. So like you guys like need to fix things immediately. And I would first talk to your boyfriend and see how he feels and set those boundaries. And then honestly, like if it were me, like I probably would like have a conversation with his mom. Like after I spoke to him first, because I would want to be like, listen, like I really love your son. Like, I want to make this work. Like, I want to be a part of your family. Like, but I can't help but feel like there's this animosity and I don't know what to do to fix it. But like, you know, I want a great relationship with you because I love your son so much. And I feel like at the end of the day, like as a mom of like a a boy, like or a man eventually, like I want to hear that someone like loves my son so much that they're willing to like have a conversation with me, like make things right. Great advice. Um, I'd be like, what the hell is your problem? What what don't you like about me? But you said that in a more eloquent way. Yeah, in an elegant way. I think that you need to like be super vulnerable um, and have that conversation with your boyfriend first because this is his family and it's his duty to like set those boundaries and make sure that you're comfortable in his family because he wants you to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. But then I do think you should have that conversation. Like you have nothing to lose. And if you are thinking of maybe ending things or like feeling like this isn't right, I would, I think you at least owe it to yourself to like have those conversations first. Absolutely. If you love this man, at least. This sounds like the movie Monster-in-Law. Um, okay. Today's episode is brought to you by One Skin. At the end of summer, I was so mad at myself because I was in Colorado for my birthday I was sitting outside having the most beautiful brunch in the mountains. The sun was shining, but I forgot to put on sunscreen and I got fried. I'm like, my nose looked like freaking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I was so mad at myself. So even if we try our best to take care of our skin, summer can take a toll on our skin, leaving it tired and less vibrant. So if you want to hit that undo button on UV induced aging, then I need to tell you about OneSkin. OneSkin products are powered by the revolutionary OS1 peptide. Their scientists have shown that it can actually reverse the biological age of your skin by several years, which is crazy. So as we move into this fall, help your skin recover from the summer with One Skin. Their products work to repair, rejuvenate, and erase the signs of summer damage so you can be sure to step into fall with healthy, happy skin. Head over to oneskin.co to learn more about how their products can help your skin. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate. Get 15% off with the code TCC at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code TCC. You know, we only have one body, one skin, only you can choose to make it better. So age healthy with one skin. Okay, so I absolutely hate doing what I call adult things. Like there are just certain things that I love to avoid as long as possible because I just find them super overwhelming, which I know is not good. I get it. 
And one of those things is finding a doctor. When I moved to New York City, I put it off for so long. And surprise, surprise, um, when I needed one, I needed one fast. And that is where ZocDoc comes in. ZocDoc helps you find great doctors who actually have amazing reviews with many appointments available within 24 hours. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find incredible doctors and book appointments all online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance and are located near you. And they can treat almost any condition you're searching for. These doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients, no bots here. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between 24 and 48 hours, perfect for someone like me who likes to avoid things until the last possible second. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately with just a few clicks. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. Go to ZocDoc.com confident and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash confident, ZocDoc.com slash confident. What are some first steps to take when finding your style and being comfortable and confident enough to buy and wear it out? Also, how do you accept your size and begin to buy what fits you best, no matter the size, changing the mindset that bigger is bad? Okay, I was actually just talking to my bestie Hannah, who I talk about all the time. We're going to my friend's wedding in like next weekend. This girl cannot find a dress, okay? She cannot find a dress that she likes. And I had to have a conversation with her because she's buying these like $7 dresses off Amazon. And she's like, they just don't fit. Like, they make me feel like shit. I'm like, I got. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you get what you pay for. I think it's so important to take the time to spend a little bit more money if you can and to find something that actually fits really well. Because I'm telling, I was trying to tell her every time you put on something that's like cheaply made and like isn't going to flatter anyone's body, it's going to have an impact on you. And if you don't shop very much in general, that's just like, oh, no clothes fit me. When in reality, I just think you're kind of shopping in not the right places. It's really about like trying as much as you can and not getting stuck on, oh, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. Because like Christine and I can tell you, we try so many things that do not work. Like maybe we should start sharing more of that, honestly, but I try so many things that don't work to find things that fit. And then it becomes like a practice. Like if I see something, I'm like, oh yeah, like I know that's not going to work for me or I know that is going to work for me. I think it's good to get out of your comfort zone sometimes, but it really is like you just have to like dive into the deep end and try a bunch of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It is a lot of trial and error. And you really need to stop placing value on an arbitrary number, like the size of your jeans or like the size of your dress that literally means nothing because it's so different in every single brand. I will tell you like this fashion week, I wore a size large. I wore a size 2X. I wore a size 12. I wore a size 18. Who the hell cares? No one knows like this number or the size of your clothing besides you. So stop giving an F. It literally means nothing about your self-worth. So if you need to go up in size, go up in size. Also, when it comes to spending money, like 
Clothes are freaking expensive. If you don't have the money, like that is fine. Like don't feel like you have to like go break the bank to get a dress. Honestly, go to places like Marshall's and TJ Maxx that have like great brand names that you can find things for less. But like spending like $5 on a Shein dress and like wondering because it's too short, like those dresses have like no construction. Like there's no integrity to them. You don't have to spend a million dollars or like a thousand dollars on a dress, okay? But you just need to find something that makes you feel great in your body. And you can find that any budget. You just, it takes a little bit of work. And I think like sizing up when you see how much better and how much Mm -hmm. more how much better it looks when you size up, I feel like you're going to get over that number thing because I really think like nothing makes you feel worse than when something is too small and you're like busting out and it doesn't fit right. Like when you wear like a nice pair of trousers that falls Mm. down your body beautifully and fits you well, like you're going to feel so much better and you won't give a fuck about if it's a size 14 or a size 18. 100%. Hi. I'm getting married next year. It's a destination wedding in India. And one of my closest friends told me she won't make it because it's financially too much for her. While I totally understand that and accept it, with her, I don't because she's, out of all the people I know, she has the most expensive lifestyle. Now I'm questioning my friendship with her, but I feel like I'm not important enough to her. How do I deal with this? How do I tell her I'm disappointed? And how do I do this without judging her lifestyle? I feel like this is what my toxic mind would say. I mean, it's just like clearly she's choosing what she spends her money on and it's not you or your wedding and you're not a priority. That's the hard truth. That's fucking harsh. I mean, I don't think so. Okay, I I just feel like it is really hard for someone to be like, I can't afford to do this. Okay, but here, let's let's, let's use this example. Christina, let's say you're getting married and you're like, Ryan, we're getting married in I don't know where. Okay. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't go. But the next day you see me with a brand new Chanel bag. Fine. I understand that. And that's what she's saying. She like lives the bougiest lifestyle. I guess we need more details here. But at the end of the day, like, I just feel like if someone is telling you that they can't afford to come to your wedding, like, I feel like you don't want someone to like go in the hole because like they can't pay for like a life, like flying all the way to India and like traveling for like a week or two. That's like a huge thing to ask someone and a big expense. You know what I mean? I just kind of feel like at the end of the day, if you're having a destination wedding across the world, you have to expect that people aren't going to come. And it's a lot to ask of them and you can't get mad at them. I mean, but if she's showing up with new Chanel bags and going on and other things, and I just think... Yeah, but you're making those details up. She says she lives the most expensive lifestyle. I know. Maybe she's not buying Chanel bags every day. Okay. Well, that's what I took from that. Okay. You're giving My one. third reading led me to believe that she is buying a new Chanel bag and going on a trip right before your wedding. If that's the case, that's fucked up for I sure. I see what she's saying. And I feel like I'm... Who let me on the mic today to give toxic advice? But I just think <laughs> that she's kind of telling you something. Obviously, we don't know the whole situation here. But I know like what most of my friends make and all of us have friends who are much more like budget conscious and some that are not and yada, yada, yada. Like, and that is a big ask, a hundred percent. But if someone doesn't like really, I guess it depends on how close she is too. But like if someone is just spending and spending on other things and then they choose not to on your wedding, yeah, understandable. But it's just like, okay, I'm taking note of Mm -hmm. your priorities. Is it bad that like one of my first reactions was like, you should be like, look, I'm so sad. I really want you at my wedding. I totally understand if it's like a finance thing. Do you need help getting there? And like, see what she says. Because it's for you, if you really wanted like one of your friends who couldn't afford to be there, you'd probably try and figure out a way to get them to be there, right? If it was just a finance thing. Yeah. But then I do. Yeah, it's hard. 
It's hard, but I think you gave good advice. And I understand your time. Cut that bitch out, too. I'm kind of like, she's telling you what her priorities are. Anyway, next question. (laughs) Okay, I'm having my first baby in November. We are expecting a boy, and we are so excited. After you gave birth, did your perception of your body change? How did you deal with inevitable changes in your body after you had Nico and Christian? Cutest kids ever, by the way. How did you resist the diet culture expectation of snapback culture for moms? Okay, honestly, like, it's hard for me to answer this because my body changed so much. But, like, in the opposite way that you'd expect. Like, as soon as I had the both boys, I was immediately so much thinner than I was when I got pregnant. I just lose weight while I'm pregnant. It's, like, the weirdest thing ever. So it did create, like, a really negative mind shift change because I was like, oh, this is how my body should be. And, and it made me like not want to gain any more weight. But I ended up gaining weight because I started like living a normal life and eating and nursing and stuff like that. And I feel like I just had to like grow and learn that like your body just changes and it's inevitable. And like, honestly, like I know this sounds so freaking corny, but it's ridiculous that we expect women's bodies to change so much and then snap back right away. I think if you look and talk to most women who've had kids, they'll say it takes them like three, sometimes five years to get back on track. Like I know with Nicholas, mentally, I was not feeling like myself again for like 13 months. I feel like when you say like back on track or snap back, like these things, it's like, why is that the goal to get back to what you were before you had a baby? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's just... Well, for me, I guess what I'm talking about is like, just like feeling like yourself again. Right, right. I think that's like where I want to get back on track is like feeling... Like Mm -hmm. Christina. Yeah. Because like, I don't necessarily feel like myself again. Like something's off. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not even like take the body away from it, but it took me that long to like feel like myself again. And I still don't feel like myself with Christian, but your body will never be the same. Like you just birthed two kids. And I feel like that is honest, honestly, just like comes with like accepting that change. And once you accept that and like, oh, look at your kid, you're going to feel like so much better about yourself. And like all that honestly goes out the window. I think all you can do is like focus on taking care of yourself, eating well, getting that movement in because you're going to need it mentally and physically. And that's it. And everything else will honestly fall into place. Like stop putting pressure on yourself. You haven't even had the baby yet. Stop putting pressure on yourself. Amazing advice. Well, that's all we have for you today. If you want to be part of our next Ask Away episode, we do them every month. Um, We will put a link to where you can submit your question in the show notes. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.